generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome in, you're listening to another episode of a Keep the Change podcast, Luke Kimmies and Mikey Smith, broken. I am broken. Oh, I am broken, I am broken. That is the government of New Zealand. Grant Robinson's theme song as he heads into the beehive each morning, he has this playing in his headphones apparently. I don't even know if they know about what we're about to talk about, mate. Yeah. You know? This is a... Interesting topic to tackle. I was going to do a video on this at some stage, but we'll start with a podcast so we can unpack it in a bit more detail. Now, this came about, I I believe that people have this perception that the government have heaps of cash. Mm. And then, like, oh, just leave it for the government to solve. Like they, they They can pick the bill up for this. Yeah, who's paying that bill? Yeah. But... I'm saying, and I'm sure there are nuances to this, but technically the government doesn't have any cash. Yeah. They we, don't have any money. No. So we, they... We have money. Yeah. And they take it off us. So the taxpayer has cash. Well, the per, the person working has cash and you get taxed and then the government collect the cash. Mm-hmm. Then you, you buy goods and services, you pay GST, done. Um, and they're collecting cash, or collecting cash via taxes... Or to to then spend, or they just make money, like create it, which is taking money from future generations, yep. or to allegedly be repaid by current taxpayers and future taxpayers. Mm-hmm. Podcast done. Podcast done. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But I guess the piece that I want to remind people is that if you have the mindset, or if your friends do, or if you hear people saying, "Ah, fuck it." It's only the government's money anyway. Like you have to remember that that's the incorrect teaching. It's not their money. It's coming from someone else. Someone Someone's else productivity. Yeah. Um yeah, the government is effectively a monopolized entity. Definitely. So yeah. uh somewhere along the lines across all of the globe, we decided that governments were the right thing to do the jobs that we didn't want to do, like build roads and all of the stuff, um, and it, for the most part, it's p- quite a good idea, really. Like, I don't want to build roads. I'd rather uh. just pay a little bit of my tax and that my roads are good. Um, but, yeah, don't don't get it twisted, eh? Like, that, nah. that comes from 
from our productivity and it's a clip of your dollar um which is why you see like see like so many boomers get fucked off when the government wastes money and shit you know because they're yeah. like i paid taxes for all these years yeah <laughs> um and, it, and it, they feel like it's being wasted but but correct the, the government doesn't have any money yeah um the only way they do it is if you go to work and you earn a dollar and they take 30% of it and that fills up their coffers. And the other way they do it, um, and this is how the, the business side is, side of it sort of works, right? So they go to, they have uh, treasury and they sell government treasury bonds and the bond might say on it, we'll pay 4% interest on this 10-year note. And basically they get paid dollars for it from people and it's an IOU that will pay back that plus the 4% over annually. Yeah. Um, and that fills up their accounts with cash as well. Now that, from the person who is buying the bond, is a, is a bet that our con- economy will continue to grow or the government will tax the population more and repay that debt. Yeah. Which is, that's where the, the story of like, America's raising its debt limit as $30 trillion and all this shit comes from and... That's mm. the simple broken down version of it. So they don't they don't um, make any money. They they borrow it from the future, which means we have to pay it in the future in taxes. Yeah. Or they tax their current population. Or both. Both at the same <laughs> time, yeah. Both at the same time. <laughs> so America are a good example because they've increased their money supply, I think, by forty percent of their money, their total money and supply has been created in the last couple of years, right? Yeah, it's really interesting that. Yeah. So yeah, that so, yeah, you go. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. So over the, since this beginning of COVID, um, they created so much money and purchased so much of those bonds, the, the Federal Reserve, yeah, um, that they added more money in the last two years than has been created in the last 50 years. Shit. Yeah, which is why we've got all these inflation problems all over the globe. Um, it actually, lockdowns and stuff didn't help, but that's what ends up causing supply chain issues because mm. stuff that has certain demands gets outgrown by the money and it's just a fucking mess. Then the argument becomes, because this is what we then get conditioned with, right? Like, oh, but our debt as a percentage of our GDP is a lot less than other countries or our inflation is less than other countries, but a lot of these countries are doing the exact same thing, right? Mm. And, and yeah, and America can have the debt that they've got because they're the most powerful and productive economy in the world. Yeah. Um, we no, don't the have reserve that, ca- currency. Yeah, we don't have that power. No. So we need to jack up our productivity if we want to borrow up more than 35% of its GDP. <laughs> so the US dollar is the sort of global currency that 60% of international business transactions and just worldwide transactions get settled in, right? So there's always a demand for that dollar. Always a demand for the dollar, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I've travelled and your backup thing in the back of your wallet is a US dollar. Yeah. You know, like back in the day when my family had the rental car company, if someone come in and they didn't have a card or whatever, we'd take their US dollars. You know, like it, I wouldn't take, um, you know, I wouldn't have taken euros. I wouldn't have taken Chinese yuan, but I'll take US dollars because you know that it's trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the world reserve currency, and you know that you'll get your money back from it. Yeah, and that's that's backed by, you know, this giant economy that they have over there. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the it's very easy for people to listen to something like this, I think, and even for us to maybe frame it that this is anti-government or something. But I think the the lesson here is that if you get yourself caught in the mindset that, ah, fuck it, the government will pay for it, you need to be mindful that 
they won't. Like, they're not. Someone else is. Mm. Oh, fuck, it's only government money, you know? No. Like, you, you should stand there and tell your kids, like, hey, I've just spent an extra $350 yeah, that like, I need if, you to repay in the like, future. Uh-huh, you, your kids are going to have 55% tax rates. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yes. It's a, a <laughs> different way to look at it, right? Yeah. And somewhere along my journey... I, I came out with this value for myself where I thought if I could be a producer rather than a consumer across the things that I do, that I, I should hopefully have a better life. And one of my values is output over input. So what that means for me is that if I start consuming too much social media, I'm like, oh, fuck, Luke, this is dumb. You should be producing on these channels, not consuming. Yes, a little bit of consumption is fine, but can you think, okay, can I output more, produce more than you consume. Mm-hmm. Can I produce more money than I can consume? That's like the dream economy. Mm. Yeah. If you can if you can do that, you become a, a very rich country. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of governments around the world that have done it. I mean, I was watching a podcast the other day called the All In Podcast, and um, they were comparing Sri Lanka, which has just gone broke, and their president's gapped the country because he's scared for his life, and Singapore. And... 25 years ago, I think it was, they were both similar size, similar populations, very well educated, so really good, really high literacy and math, um, basically standards, and, you know, 30 years later, Sri Lanka's just gone broke, and Singapore is a worldwide powerhouse, and that comes down to productivity and how it was run. Sri Lanka had corruption and, you know, socialism and shit like this and it just ended up being a cock up and now people can't get fuel yeah um singapore's rich as fuck (laughs) so you know there's there's differences there and this stuff has effects over the long term yeah if it doesn't get managed correctly um if you piss off your your people that create the gdp too much um and (laughs) it devalues their currency uh you end up in all sorts of shit like i think he's run off to the maldives and you know Real hiding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're sort of seeing it at the moment where people don't realise that they think, oh, I'm going to move to Australia because I'll earn more and I will have a better life and I can afford a house, which is, well, part of us getting through this last 40 years has been, well, let's just raise the purchase price of houses Mm. by putting more money into supply and blowing those up and then you could feel more wealthy and use leverage to buy more things to then increase your net worth but I think people are getting to a stage where they go, oh, I can't achieve that here in New Zealand. I'm going to leave. Yeah. And then we lose a percentage of our population that we really need here yeah. to be contributing. Yeah, that's uh, geographical arbitrage, right? So the person subconsciously feels that they're not getting enough return on their, in their energy output yeah. somewhere, and they don't see that return coming in the future. So they go somewhere where they do see it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the... <laughs> Government's to thank a bit for it, yeah. <laughs> but consecutive. Let's not just blame Labour. No, here. we've no, been no, running no. this, yeah. running We're, this game for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think if you rolling with the attitude of like, ah, fuck it, it's you know, it's someone else's money. You mm. you get to a point where you realise like, ah, I've Didn't been ta- I've been taught wrong here. Yeah, like, I might be looking at this the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you if you can if we, if we continue to think like that, and that becomes. Um, more of the norm, then the money ends up with no value. Yeah. And then we have real shitstorm. 
Yeah. yeah. L- literally, why am I going to work? Like, fuck working. I can get X, Y, Z doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. But then, you know, we're sort of seeing it now. Like, the other day they announced they're putting in a new person into, this, into the Commerce Commission to check on supermarket prices and stuff like that. And, yeah, there, pro- there might be some skullduggery going on. I've not seen the data. Mm. But if you start price-fixing things and they say, right, this loaf of bread from such and such company cannot be over $5 then that will hold for a little while and then the bread company won't allow the supermarket to buy it or the supermarket won't buy it. So would you rather pay $6.50 for your bread or would you rather not have it at all? Mm. This is where this stuff leads to. Yeah. Um, and you've got to be real careful of it, eh? It, it can long term. I mean, we're seeing all of these countries, Argentina are having it, Sri Lanka, um, Turkey's having massive inflation and they're just destroying their currencies basically by... <laughs> Filling, filling the system with this mindset. Yeah, yeah, scary. Yeah. So then the reverse mindset, like I said before, I mean, I'm not perfect, but it's been it's helped me. Where I try and look at my life to be a producer rather than a consumer. So like, how can I not like it's inversion thinking? Mm. How can I not need the government? Okay, then I've got to work backwards that way and go right. How can I, you know, not do that and then start to go. Oh fuck! Actually, it's okay to pay taxes. Like, yeah, it sucks, and everyone hates it. I was looking the other day. I'm heading towards earning four hundred grand a year, right? Mm-hmm. There's two hundred. There's one hundred fifty thousand dollars tax on that. Mm-hmm. So, two, I'll have two hundred fifty in the hand. Mm-hmm. That's epic, right? Like, that's fucking nuts. But already, I'm like, fuck. I don't have a property. I haven't used the system. So even if I could just live for ten years and earn and collect my 250k after tax, pay my taxes, at the end of 10 years, and if I didn't spend a single cent because I lived off my partner's income, for instance, I, I shouldn't say only, but I would, I'd, I'd have $2.5 million, right, before saying only. But then if I went, and this is a block, a t- decade of work, mm. and you'd be in the top 0.2% of earners in New Zealand earning 400 grand. At the end of two years, I could roll into Auckland and still not afford to be able to buy like a, a real epic kind of 0.2% of a property. What does that tell you? It's fucked. I, I, you have to use, Yeah, you have yeah. to use debt. <laughs> like unless you use debt, you're disincentivized in New Zealand. Yeah, and but, debt's just got a shitload more expensive. So mm. yeah, everything's pretty much stacked against the housing market at the moment too. Yeah. So we've got, you know, new government rules around people that were, you know, I don't actually agree with all the rules. I think the market takes care of itself, but... Um, yeah, everything's stacked against the housing market at the moment. If if you can earn four hundred grand and then think that fuck, that's not really affordable still. Something's wrong there, eh? It's pretty crook, eh? Yeah. And I know that will sound really bad to some people. They'll be like, mate, like, come on, you're gonna have twenty grand in if, the hand. If uh, you only a month. did if you only did forty hour weeks, mate, which I know you do one hundred and twenty. <laughs> if you only did forty, that'd be seventy two dollars an hour in tax you pay. Wow. <laughs> fuck my. <laughs> I, like this. I shouldn't say that. I mean, I'm very, I'm very grateful, but it. You can see why people go, oh, fuck this. But I'll, I'll build a different strategy, right, where I'll save and then I'll learn to invest and then I'll use that money to, to rent potentially and rent somewhere that's epic, mm. you know, and I'll still have the cash. It won't be like, oh, I'll still owe. Because I guess where I'm going with that is what I feel that even if you strip it back to people that have maybe borrowed 600 grand and they have a household income jointly of, say, two lots of the median income, so let's just say 120 k after tax, um, you know, they might have I don't I don't know what that is after tax for both of them, but they might after paying KiwiSaver and shit they've that they, they're not people aren't going to be able to afford to pay down these loans. But like they're not. Uh, 
they might not get to retire or 65 and yeah, they might not have paid it off. Yeah, there's a good chance that we're going to be sitting here in uh, five years, inflation's all passed over and interest rates are at 3% again, though. Yeah, um, and then people will be able to start chunking a, it down. We're in a period that, in terms of heading into a, um economic tightening and <laughs> like economic contraction and raising rates and stopping the money printer, that's normally the opposite of what happens. So it's mm. like a once-in-a-hundred-year thing. Yeah. Um. So we're in a pretty weird spot at the moment, but you know it'll change. So yeah, I mean, like but, Aucklanders. But what, what you're what you're feeling and and figuring out right now is that shit needs to be repriced. Yeah. Which is you know when you talk to people, they're like, "Fuck, it's coming." Yeah. <laughs> or you have to use debt. Or you to, have to, to, use to a get lot on debt. the yeah. yeah. But to, when to, debt's when debt's too expensive to service and it becomes, um, too encroaching on your life, mm. then it doesn't get taken out and things get repriced. So. Because there's no way that I could make 400 grand a year and not have any expenses. No. So, no. yeah. And uh, I like my life being a <laughs> bit more buoyant than yeah. than taking on Beautiful. a massive mortgage anyway. So, mm. Interesting times. But going back to, so this is the downside though. You, you start to look at life and go, how can I produce more? How can I like, you know, change my mindset? How can I pay more taxes? Mm. And then you start getting to the point going like, Fuck! This is ugly ass. Yeah, you know it. it, it, it so what I'm, I guess I'm saying for people is it sucks both ways. You can either be like, "Fuck it," the government can get the bill, mm. but you're literally training yourself to fuck up the next generation or the people that are currently you're trying to do life with. Yeah. Or you can try and produce more, and you're still gonna fucking feel ripped off. Yeah. That you're that you're having to uh, lose a stack of cash you know, to taxes. That, I, this just popped into my head because someone sent me it the other day, and. Um, the new national bloke, old Luxy. Yeah, he said something the other day that the Labour Party and stuff jumped on, and he was overseas or something. And he said, "Oh, we've got a bit of a problem in New Zealand where we keep turning to the government for the answers." Yeah, and you know, everyone jumped on him. He's like, "Fucking government! Like, yeah. you're, you're just as bad, blah, 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 and all this shit." But I thought about it, and it's actually true. Mm. Like, we we shouldn't turn to the government for help. No. The government should just be keeping, you know, an eye on things and make sure everything's working. We've got safe roads and all that nice stuff, good healthcare or whatever. But really, like, we should be left to our own to produce. Um, and, you know, if things go wrong, sort it out. Yeah, hopefully they have some Try smart people with some smart plans to be yeah. like, hey, we'll, like, you life. guys carry on, we'll sort that bit. Part of life and business and, mm. and work is, is fixing problems, you know, and that yeah. going to say that, you know, oh, the government needs to do this to fix it, I don't think it's the right way to go about things. Yeah. It's um, weird, like, if you, even if you think about it for a Kiwi, for an individual, you're trying to get yourself wealthy. You're trying to have a net worth, right? So your assets minus liabilities in the positive. But as a nation, individually, there's a debt on each of our heads. Mm-hmm. The government are allowed to borrow and have negative, like so. People, but people are like, oh, but it's it's not that much compared to America. But if we're so successful, why the fuck do we? Why are we not got? Hey, every Kiwi's actually got. There's a buffer of thirty thousand dollars that we could spend at some stage to improve the army. Just because we might end up going to war at some stage, so we've got a stack of money here because you guys have created heaps. But we're at, we're the fucking other way by a mile. Yeah, it's a weird one, eh? That's a harder one to unpack. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... The, the difference between, like, you and me and the government is the government will still be here in 500 years. Good point. Um, and we won't. So yeah. we're trying... This to, podcast might, mate. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we're leaving a legacy here, mate. <laughs> yeah. But the... the Like, we're trying to get ready for, like, being 50 or 60 years old and then having to try and live out the rest of our lives 
by going fishing and not working or whatever it is, yeah. you know. Whereas the government are just public servants. They get employed, they try and manage the money, and then they roll out the door. But the government as an entity will continue forever. Yeah, and the, and the taxes so, will just be changed yep, as you go. Yeah, all, all they are, yeah. all politicians are, are managers of that company. Mm. And they get fired every four years and new ones roll, roll in. And roll through and the yeah. problems get bigger yeah. and, <laughs> and the debt gets bigger yeah. and, and, the, and the excuses get larger and louder. So if you think about New Zealand in 500 years from now, the chance of the New Zealand dollar existing is slim to none, I think. Yeah. It'll be rolled it, into something else, like, right? Yeah, if would, you, yeah. I don't know what it will be. It might be Australian dollars. It might be it might be US dollars. It, Bitcoin? Yeah, it could be Bitcoin. <laughs> like there's, there's all sorts of things. So, I mean... <laughs> They can't just keep going to till it gets to a thousand percent of GDP because then they'll be taxing us a hundred percent of our income, mm. and there'll be an uprising in revolution. So it can't can't yeah. be fixed that way. They've, um, got, they've got a pretty good balance at the moment, hey. We're even introducing a thirty nine percent tax bracket. It was just like, oh yeah, whatever. Like they they tried to introduce capital gains tax. Oh no, it might get kicked out. So we didn't, but they probably should have given them what was coming. But they were too scared to. So they've trying to done it with a bright line um, rule, but. You know, we know where they they must know sort of where the tightrope is before between how far you can push the public yeah. before they start pushing back. Yeah, well, they have to be careful, right? Because mm. if they if they lose, then it was pointless. And then, I mean, they're fully incentivized to gain power again. Yeah, yeah. So they've got to do shit, you know. And I kind of like that model a little bit because if we don't like you, we vote you out. Mm. Simple as that. Um, but also, it can lead to short term thinking, which is can be incorrect in a long-term game, yeah. which is making New Zealand wealthy for the next generation and the generation after that. Um, so I guess the other side of this, so you know, we've gone, okay, the government don't have any cash, and then try and flip yourself to get out of thinking, oh, well, fuck it, the government can pay, because they can't pay. Like That literally means that some, you're already paying through your taxes or other people are, um, and so that's what your expectation on the world is, that someone else should get the bill, which, you know, we, we're all going to contribute to a different level, and that's fine. But then the other side of this is, okay, productivity, and we're very shit in New Zealand at being productive, and that's where I think people can get the best gains for their life that we never talk about, because mm. we all suck at productivity, and we've literally got some of the lowest rates of productivity in New Zealand, mm. I mean, in the OECD, but but then we bang on about like oh well, we got fucking less debt well but yeah but we also suck at being productive yeah, so like we can't take on more debt yeah because we don't have the productivity to back it up <laughs> and, that, and that's where I reckon Kiwis can get an incremental gain in their life by figuring out a few things where they can make their own life more productive and it could be for instance I said to a client last week and you know I know not everyone can do this but here's one example forty minutes of the conversation they've got really really good business and they've had a second child and. Um, they're just like, fuck, man, we just had no idea what this was going to do to our lifestyle, our life, and, and everything's just kind of stopped and just like, it, it hasn't stopped for them entirely, but it's it's rattled them. And I said, have you thought about getting some help and getting a nanny for a bit of part-time throughout the week? And they're like, ah. Oh. I said, we've seen two clients do this that are absolute weapons and we need them like producing for the country. And they've done that, these two ladies, uh, two women, and they have... Like they're like, fuck, my life is exponentially better. Instead of thinking about shit, my daughter's about to put her hand on the stove yeah. or turn the TV back on for the ninth time. It just takes away your focus from producing. Bingo. Yeah, and so then they can go back to producing and creating jobs and um, creating wealth for other people and building networks and stuff like that. So you know, there, there's an easy business example, but everything we do in our life, we we literally 
just waste time because we don't know how to value time because usually we get paid by the hour and we're not necessarily that wealthy. Mm. So then we don't look out and we don't have good examples of people being real productive because people don't speak in these terms. You know, someone might be like, oh, I got Uber Eats. I'm like, oh, fuck, you're lazy, man. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, someone might have got it because they're lazy and they couldn't be bothered walking to the store. But someone might go, oh, um, just a heads up, if I walked to the store for and 10 minutes and then 10 minutes back and then had to wait there 10 minutes, that's half an hour. And in that half an hour, I could have saved someone's life because I'm a... Um, a heart surgeon, you'd yeah, be like, yeah. oh, mate, I'm so glad you ordered Uber Eats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that half an hour would have been the difference between me seeing two extra patients and making them have a better life. You'd be like, God, mate, you're a hero, <laughs> yeah. you know? But Kiwis, we don't tell good stories about increasing our productivity. And if we increase our productivity, our lives become better and we potentially end up paying more tax to contribute to the people that don't give a fuck about this stuff, which is probably a like a win-win. Yeah. So improve your own life. So yeah, you know, look at ways to get extra income, but at the same time, look at ways to make your life more productive to then give you time back to then use that time productively, not just, oh, I might listen to another fucking, or watch another Netflix show or something and, and waste that time. Like, go, where could I put that time? But it- always listen to the Keep the Change podcast. Yes, <laughs> that is the catch. You should um, be listening. Yeah, and no one no one says this is, this is easy, you know. Like, mm. you, you have to think about it and... Increasing your productivity can mean doing things you don't like sometimes, and, yeah. and all that kind of shit. But if I always say, "Hey, go back to like, if, try and picture it the, the next year, and how you want it to look at the end of that year, and then mm. and then reverse engineer it, and then be like, fuck, I really need to stop watching this Netflix show or whatever, you know, to get this go and get this done." This, I think you can print sheets off of the internet where it starts five a.m., five thirty a.m., six six thirty a.m., and it, it just blocks out every half an hour, and you've got to for a week keep a track of what did you do between each of those half hours Mm. and you can then go back and look at a week and go fuck forces you to be honest with yourself yeah (laughs) oh that was an hour and a half doing the supermarket shopping I wonder if I should have paid six dollars and had it delivered and saved myself an hour and a half what but what would you have done with that hour and a half oh no but I like going to the supermarket oh fucking seriously yeah. like something else more get out of your system but then I saw someone the other day they make a um, a list they write a list of the things that they want for shopping right and then they take a photo they no they scan the text they got nice handwriting mm-hmm. so they scan the text and then they Copy, paste it into Countdown, Boom. picks those items. But if you've done the Countdown online shopping, for instance, once, you can then go, okay, order the same as last time. Yep. And you're saving time again. Yep. Like these are literally the productivity hacks that we're introducing for everyday people that people go, but but I like walking around pack and save. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like, do you not have better things In to do? In 50 years, there won't be supermarkets where you go. <laughs> yeah. they, they won't They won't exist. You'll have to order it off your phone. Mm. Because why would they hire all the people when you need food? You'll do what you have to if they close the doors. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and you'll order it online. Yeah. So And they will stop employing the people. Yeah. Um, there'll be robots stacking the shelves and robots picking them up and putting the trolleys in and sending them to the truck for delivery. If you want so, to be more productive, you've got to start looking at the ways and areas where you waste heaps of time yeah. and then and then make a decision, do I want to waste that time? If it's a yes, sweet. But also fast forward yourself to the day you're lying on your deathbed and you go, hmm, should I have wasted an hour a week going to Countdown? What could 3, I have done? 3,000 hours of my life that I went to Countdown. Yeah. Fuck. Was that worth it? What else could you have done with that? <laughs> some meditating, some cuddles on the couch with your partner, some extra work, 
working into your passion. Maybe you're a painter or something. You know, you're doing something that's going to bring you more energy. Unless you're a real sicko and you get a lot of energy out of going to the supermarket. The only reason you probably get that is because you're a consumer and then you like buying mm. heaps of shit and so then you get stimulated because that's part of a shopping experience is people trying to stimulate you to buy their brands through their smart marketing. You think, I really enjoy it. Yeah, because you're getting dopamine out of it because you brought the fucking roll-ups that you had no intention of buying and now your kids are <laughs> spazzing out in the lounge because they've had too much sugar. <laughs> that's pretty much it. It gives you a bit of instant gratification, right? Yeah. So, And then you brought the milky bar at the counter for a dollar. Anyway, <laughs> shit. So did the government have any money or not, mate? No, they do not. Okay. It comes from us or it comes from bond purchases and if it comes from bond purchases we have to repay that later and if it comes from tax we're paying that now simple as that so you're thinking if it is oh fuck it the government can get it potentially that's broken it's costing you Uh, 